Stay on top. All the headlines I need when I listen. At the top. It's important to know about the things that are going on around you. That could actually affect your daily life. News. At the top. Every hour. The news I care about. The news station. News 97.3. The Sky. Good morning and welcome. Happy Hump Day, Trump Day. It is 9.06. The 9 o'clock stretch begins officially. Your time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelers, where the answer is always yes. One of the top stories, the Mayorkas impeachment has failed for now. All right. Um, I'll explain exactly what that means coming up. But first, we've got a special guest joining us, State Senator Blaze Ingolia. And uh, Senator, thank you for joining us this morning. Of course. Good morning. Yes, it is good to hear from you again. I know you're working on uh, several things. One is, uh, has to do with uh, identification, uh, you know, by the authorities in the state of Florida that uh, you're push- putting forth a, a bill that would require folks to be able to prove they're in the U.S. legally. Do I have that right? Uh, sort of. So last year when we passed a big comprehensive uh, anti-illegal immigration reform bill, what we did was say that local governments could not give money to nonprofits to, cre- to create these community IDs, which then could be used to get money from local governments, right? So it was a way for illegal immigrants to assimilate into our communities uh, and an incentive not to go through the legal system. So we passed that last year and we found out that governments, and this is what's really disturbing, the government said, okay, you know what, we're not going to appropriate money anymore. We're just going to give the IDs to the illegal immigrants ourselves. So it's a way for local governments to skirt the law when it comes to illegal immigration. So in the bill that we're proposing saying, you know, not only can you not appropriate money, you cannot give any uh, IDs to illegal immigrants, nor can you accept them. And the most amazing thing happened uh, last night. I presented this bill in the second committee. You wouldn't believe the amount of pro-open border, pro-illegal immigrant uh, activist groups out there just trying to subvert what we've been trying to do at the state and the federal level when it comes to illegal immigration. It it was astonishing. Really? And, and, I mean... How many of the folks that are, you know, in the in the Florida Senate, uh, is there anybody that feels that way that is pro open border? Well, look, there are there are a lot of uh, pro open border, very liberal Democrats in the Florida legislature. Uh, Fortunately for me, a lot more of them are in the House or a lot more radical in the House. But in the Senate, you know, they're just going to vote against this bill because. Um, they believe that illegal immigration is is the way to go. It's like sort of a a Democrat Party platform at this point. Um, And there's no other way around it. But all the Republicans, we're standing true to this, and we we say that it has to stop in a state that's going to not have any part in fostering this type of illegal uh, activity. Once again, you know, I'm a few credits short of my law degree, so when reading the legalese of the bill, I want to make sure I've got it right. Um, there is an exception to this identification bill, if I have it right, and if you've had identification that has been handed out or issued by our federal government, um, that would be the exception to this rule. Is that right? That is, and unfortunately, that is a federal preemption law where anything, so uh, the federal government has purview over immigration. Um, So anything that we write as a state has to make sure that it doesn't conflict with federal law. So federal law 
starts giving out, and they do give out some um, some identification cards, but a lot of them they're coming through the ports legally, right? So they're here for an asylum hearing, they're here on a work visa, which is technically an identification card. So we cannot override the federal government. But the federal government, as you know, has been fostering this environment. And look, you know, I, I'm happy that the Republicans are finally starting to crack down. It's, you know, it's only been 50 years yeah. that they're starting to crack down on this, but it's 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 about time that they are. Well, I remember 1986 and Ronald Reagan, you know, signed the bill into law and said basically that we're not going to have to deal with an immigration uh, issue again because this bill is comprehensive. It deals with uh, enforcement, immigration, legalities. It was all in there. Um, What the heck happened to that? Why can't we just reinstitute the original parameters of the 1986 bill? Well, uh, unfortunately, the uh, Ronald Reagan uh, got duped by the Democrats. He was, um, if you remember, he was uh, Ronald Reagan passed that law and did that with the promise that they were going to do more comprehensive um, reform later, and that never never came. So, if that isn't proof that the Democrats just don't want anything done on this issue, but we don't even have to go back that far. If you remember the Barack Obama years, Barack Obama had the presidency; he had full control of the Senate, almost a veto-proof majority in the Senate, supermajority in the Senate, and a uh, majority in the House. They could have passed anything they wanted. They chose to pass Obamacare, right? They could have passed um, comprehensive uh, immigration reform, and we would have been helpless in doing what Barack Obama wanted to do. They chose not to, and everyone must remember that. Well, and he Maybe he still has opportunities that we're not quite aware of, but we'll we'll move on for that for now. Um, and speaking of the federal government, um, another thing that you've uh, helped to put together is a letter basically to the Secretary of State and State Department, and, and you're imploring them, and your reasoning behind it, your outline is fantastic, I think, to designate drug cartels as foreign terrorist organizations, I guess, this might be news to some people who may thought that was already the case. Yeah, it's not. And if you think about what a foreign terrorist organization does, it terrorizes communities and it kills people. That is perfectly fits into what a drug cartel is because they are terrorizing our communities with sex trafficking, drug trafficking. Look at how much fentanyl and, and, and opioids are killing our friends, our families, our neighbors and in our, our own communities. And they don't care. They're just doing what they're doing. So they're terrorizing, they're killing. Now, the important part of this is that if the federal government ever does do this, there will be a whole bunch of new ways to help um, put these drug cartels away. Specifically, they would be allowed to freeze the bank accounts of some of these drug cartels. And we can start prosecuting people on our side of the border who are helping the drug cartels um, pull through all of these uh, drugs and, and kids that are being exploited. Those are tools in the toolbox that we need, and that can only be done is if we designate them as a foreign terrorist organization. I think it amazes me and other Americans when we talk about this border issue that the Biden administration, when they first opened up the borders, I said, well, it's just a matter of time. Something bad will happen and they'll resecure the borders and say, oops. But boy, I was wrong. I said, well, when these fentanyl numbers come out, they'll do something. No. Well, when these, uh, you know, kids being put into sexual slavery and the human trafficking comes out, well, then they'll do something. Um, and every time I was wrong. And, and so I guess it's accepting today the collateral damage of human lives being wasted and lost 
all just to keep the borders open. I mean, in what world does that make sense? It doesn't make sense. And if you look at, and I spent some time reading the Senate proposal for um, what they would term as comprehensive illegal immigration reform to what they're calling the most uh, conservative immigration form ever. I call it the um, Illegal Immigration Normalization Act, because that's what it that's what it's doing. But the, the devil's in the details. When you start looking through the verbiage, they're giving complete amnesty, amnesty to Afghan individuals who have crossed our border illegally. Where does that make sense? Um, you want to talk about inviting terrorists into our into our communities. It, it, it's right there in black and white. Now, I can understand if you had Afghani um, interpreters who helped us in the war. Exactly. Give them and get them into the country because they've already proven. Mm-hmm. Right. They want to help us. Right. But to give blanket amnesty to Afghan ind- uh, uh, individuals who have come across the border illegally, it is nonsensical. I don't know why they do it. Um, and, uh, look, I love the fact that Republicans stood and continue to stand stand against this bill because it's just a piece of trash. Well, I know at the state of Florida, lawmakers and the governor there, you, you all are doing uh, your very best to try to keep Florida citizens safe. And uh, we appreciate that. We appreciate your time. State Senator Blazing Golia on the Bob Rose Show. Thank you. You're welcome. Take care. All right. We'll talk to you soon. Coming up. A big Trump endorsement and things that make you smile is about 30 minutes away. And you're listening to 97.3 The Sky. Sean Hannity. Everybody on fake news CNN hates Trump. Three weekdays. But yet one thing they've not been able to accomplish, separating Donald Trump from the support that no other has. On News Talk 97.3 The Sky. Milk chocolate or dark chocolate? What is your favorite, Greg? Yes. I like that. Okay, good. Yeah. Although uh, my current eating habits do not necessarily include mm-hmm. it. Well. They're not supposed to. Let's just leave that there. Okay, move Why on. did I even bring that uh, up? I have no idea. Because Valentine yes. Day is coming up soon, isn't it? What's today? The 7th? Yep. What do we have? A week? Yep. Rutro, better get on it. Don't be the guy no. at the drugstore. No, early on the fourteenth, wandering around half asleep. No, don't be. There's that no guy. cards left. Yeah, that's what happens. Yeah, if you're still even giving cards, it's hard not. It's hard to break that, even if you have an agreement. Like, hey, let's not exchange cards. You know, like you know, five bucks a piece. Let's just save that, or let's buy chocolate with it. But I don't know. It's hard. Hard to break that. Hard to break some of your our habits, I guess I should say. The House of Representatives, this is one of your top stories, by the way. It is 921. Your time check is brought to you by Hayes Jewelers, where the answer is always yes. Uh, they tried to get Mayorkas. They tried to impeach him. And it failed. 216 to 214. But there's more to the story. Representatives Ken Buck, Republican out of Colorado, Tom McClintock, Republican out of California, announced before the vote that they would vote against it. They were joined by Representative Mike Gallagher, Republican out of Wisconsin. I'm not sure what their thought process was. I think um, 
uh, Congresswoman Kat Kamek helped to explain it a little bit, something along the lines of they didn't feel like the way that Mayorkas did the job rose to the level of impeachment. He was just bad, you know, did a bad job. I mean, it's a shame that you reach, you know, that level where you're a representative in our federal government and you didn't do your homework and you can't see all the things that Mayorkas did really coming into the office and what he was for before he even, you know, got that power. And so, yeah, you could say he was just a puppet of Biden's. What do you call when you're a puppet of a puppet? Little puppet? Puppet the third? <laughs> what do you call him? Right? It's a mess. And how do you keep those strings from getting all tangled up? I tell you. My point here is, if they had done their homework, they'd realize that this guy is not just bad at his job. He's a bad guy. He is, he is counterproductive to the sovereignty of our nation. Okay. But Buck doesn't get that. McClintock and apparently Gallagher, they don't, they don't understand that. Now, Representative Blake Moore, the poor guy, he's going to take some heat. He's a Republican out of Utah, and he voted, well, he said he was for the impeachment. He had to purposefully change his vote. He, he, he took the hit, so to speak, because now, even though the Republicans, you could say it that way, lost, Blake Moore ends up on the quote-unquote winning team as being a congressman on the winning team. Within House protocol, he would be able to bring up the whole issue, the impeachment thing, all over again. This time, I would think, with maybe House Majority Leader Steve Scalise there available to vote. And why they didn't drag him in kicking and screaming? I don't know, because the Democrats will do that. Yeah, Representative Al Green, Democrat out of Texas. Hey, he just had surgery. He's probably still groggy, you know? He's like, ah, I just had surgery. But they wheeled him in anyway. <laughs> and they really did. Literally wheeled him in, the Democrats did, so that he could vote against impeaching Mayorkas. Uh, Representative Green reportedly appeared in the House while still in hospital garb. Hopefully he didn't get up. Yeah. Hopefully that thing was... Tied together effectively. Um, anyway, he he showed up to cast a surprise ballot that, well, it could have been the deciding factor right there. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. The Democrats, man, when they want something. Yeah, we need that uh, same kind of desire in the hearts and bellies of Republicans. The Mayorkas thing was just going to send a signal anyway, as as Congresswoman Kamek said. It, it, it wouldn't have got through the Senate anyway, but it would have sent a strong message. Well, we need to send the strongest of messages in November. And you got to get rid of Joe Biden if you think that having a secure border is even a little bit important to the sovereignty of a nation, to the safety of a nation, for national security reasons. Uh, if, if you don't want the people that are already suffering at poverty levels or close to poverty levels to have life even worse because of the influx, many of unskilled workers are going to take their jobs. Now, that's a fact. That's not, oh, it could happen. No, it's it factually does happen. They've done studies on this stuff.
<sighs> so anyway, you've got that. Good news, though, since it is a happy hump day Trump day, Trump scored a big endorsement. International Union of Police Associations endorsed former President Donald Trump in his White House bid. This happened yesterday. Uh, as polling shows, crime is a top issue to the American electorate. And who brought us the defund police? Democrats? Who, who, who said, oh, these, these are mostly peaceful protests, otherwise known as riots that have occurred running in various down, cities? Running down police stations. <laughs> yeah. yeah mostly, mostly peaceful. Mostly peaceful. And, yeah, and it's the Democrats that bought the defund, and it's George Soros and the Democrats that put in these DAs, these prosecutors and stuff that aren't giving out any real census for most crimes, letting most go without even having to post bail. When you don't punish bad behavior, can you expect more of it? Yeah. So anyway, it's a natural that President Trump would get, you know, a police union to back him. President Trump's history of support for the men and women of law enforcement is unmatched. His policies and actions were directed at improving safety in our communities and the men and women who provide that shield. Amen, brother. Speak the truth. It is 927, almost 928 on the Bob Rose Show. Greg Cassidy is here. We're 15 minutes away from things that make you smile. More headlines on the way. And you're listening to 97.3 The Sky. Here's what's trending on The Sky. U.S. troops killed by Iranian proxy forces in Jordan. We will take all necessary actions to defend the U.S. and our troops. The news that's trending. They end every statement of we're going to defend ourselves. What Iran hears, let's see what we can get away with next time. The news that's now. They open the border. The president has more than enough tools at his disposal to stop it. We're doing what we can. Now, more news. Updates every half hour. Breaking news at once on News Talk 97.3. The Sky. What's happening on the campaign trail? Following the trail. My campaign. For president. Every step. We really want to have two 80-year-olds running for president? All the way. Running as fast as they can. To election day. We've got a long way to go. A long way to go. Hear about it first. First, talk about it now. now. 97.3. The Sky. Rip, 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 rip. Danger, Will Robinson. Danger. Ooh. Really? Yeah, I, don't know. I just wanted to say that. Oh. No, it really is. Extreme danger. It is uh, 9.35. You're tuned to the Bob Rose Show. Greg Cassidy is here. Morning, morning, and happy hump day, Trump day to you. This is not good news, and, and, and I'm not trying to exploit it. I have to tell you, this is serious. Extreme danger for Western world based on recent reports that Iran could build a nuclear bomb in one week. That's the language. Oh, my goodness. Iran has enough weapons-grade uranium to produce its first nuclear weapon within a week. And a total of six bombs within a month. Wow. A scenario that is increasingly likely to unfold as the conflict in the Middle East reaches critical levels. That's according to a report from a watchdog group that watches this kind of thing. Now, you put that together with the fact that the IDF has found documentation that leaves no doubt about the funding of Hamas via Iran. It leaves no doubt. They've got it. They're willing to share it. 
they know that it is accurate and frightening. Now, we all kind of knew that anyway. Ah, but it's one thing to point fingers and to say, you know, we're 99.9% sure you're behind it, and then to actually see documentation of the the money. Yeah, it's there for, for that covers several uh, years. They found it in those tunnels. All right? And they also said, hell, by the way, you know, I guess this was sort of a message to uh, the Palestinians— and to Hamas members, and maybe the world in general, uh, that feel for, say, the Palestinians, their, their, their plight. They also said that, hey, a lot of this big money was being stockpiled in actual cash, in shekels, mm-hmm. in, in, the, in safes, subterranean safes, wow. that, they had, that the leaders of Hamas had access to. In other words, if you're just a soldier, fighter, whatever, um, or you're a Palestinian family that's struggling to get fed, these guys are getting fat. Yeah, They're getting fat. And that, I think, was a message they wanted folks to know as well. But back to Iran. The volatile situation in the region is providing Iran with a unique opportunity and increased internal justification for building nuclear weapons, while the United States and Israel's resources to detect and deter Iran from succeeding are stretched thin. That's not good. The Institute for Science and International Security, a watchdog group that monitors Tehran's atomic program, warned in a report that was just published on Monday Iran's nuclear weapons capability capabilities are more dangerous than they have ever been, wow. while its relations with the West are at a low point. Mm. That bad combo. That is a very bad combo. But on the bright side, we got this guy Brandon as commander in chief, and he is just going to do a good. Mm. That's right. I was trying no, to make a positive no, there. Can't do that. I, you know, uh, I don't know if Biden's paying much attention, really, to Iran. Uh, he is, I think, very focused on keeping the borders open. Yeah. And he's not done yet. Not enough people and not enough amnesty. Mm. Some songs might call for more cowbell. While Biden is calling for more amnesty. I I laugh, folks, because it's frustrating. It is maddening. But here's the story. Ready for this? President Joe Biden says a bill from Senator uh, James Lankford, Republican out of Oklahoma, Republican in name only, uh, Chris Murphy, Democrat, and uh, Kirsten Sinema, Independent. Uh, This whole thing, the bill is merely a precursor to ramming amnesty for millions of illegal aliens through Congress. How do we know that? I mean, Biden pretty much telegraphed it. During an address at the White House on Tuesday, Biden praised the Senate bill that would expand overall immigration to the United States by codifying his parole pipeline that has freed hundreds of thousands of border crossers into the nation's interior. It would also increase legal immigration to the U.S. 
even as Biden has driven the nation's foreign-born population to nearly 50 million, the wow. largest ever in American history. Amazing. Wow. That's incredible. Nothing to see here, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I know part of the bill calls for 50,000 additional work visas. 50,000 more than what they already allow, and they allow a pretty good amount. Biden has suggested the bill, however, is merely a stepping stone to Democrats and the business lobby's ultimate goal, amnesty, for most of the 11 to 22 million illegal aliens residing in the U.S. If if he was able to pull this off, you realize that Republicans may never hold power again. Mm. You realize that is is a possible real reality. Biden goes on to say, you know, the bill doesn't address everything I wanted. For example, we still need to pass documentation for people that are already here. And we're not walking away from true immigration reform including permanent protections and a pathway to citizenship for young dreamers who came here when they were children and have been good citizens and contributed so much to our country. And guess what's happening every day? More anchor babies are being born. And the way the law is now, unless it's remedied the way it stands now, you give birth to a child on U.S. soil, that child is a U.S. citizen. So everybody that's come across the border over the last two and a half, three years... What do you think many of them are going to do? (laughs) Let let me make it simpler for you. If the roof over your head is being paid for by the government and the food you're eating is being paid for by taxpayer money, what are you going to do with your extra time? You know what I'm saying? Biden said Congress ought to pass this bill and get it to my desk immediately. Thankfully, there are Republicans that are appropriately squared away on this kind of thing and are not going to allow that to happen. But then again, we saw the monster of Obamacare. I remember the terms, dead on arrival. This is going nowhere. This will never pass. And that ugly little beast never got completely choked out. It came out of the mist Rearing its ugly Obamacare head. It's alive! That was very dramatic. Thank you, sir. Yeah. Let's go to the Davis-Gainesville Chevrolet Skylines. Nostradamus, you're on the air. Hey, good morning, Bob. Thanks for taking my call. Uh, yeah, just to add to what you were saying. You know, that's what they that's what they want to do. They want to bring all these immigrants in. It's an invasion. They, that's what's been done all around the world forever. Uh, you get enough people, they'll come in, and they'll take over the government. And one anecdotal story is uh, Hamtramck, Michigan. I, I talked to you about that before. I used to work up there. When I first, one of the first jobs I had was in Hamtramck. And it was a Polish enclave yep. in, in Detroit. And now it's the largest Muslim population in the country. Dearborn and, and Hamtramck is the first uh, fully, the government is, is fully taken over by Muslims. So they even ring the bells at 6 o'clock every morning in Hamtramck now and call out the Muslim uh, Muslim prayer. 
or whatever it is they do. So it just goes to show you that's what they're trying to do. They're going to turn every state blue, and there will never be another free and fair election again. Yep. I, I, unfortunately, yeah, and what a great illustration. Let's go to Davis Gainesville Chevrolet Skyline. Scott, you're on the air. Hey, Bob, thanks. Um, I'd like to put a little bit different spin on the immigration thing. Um, yes, I believe there's a political benefit to liberals to do what they're doing, and it's, it's happening right before our eyes, okay? But I still think that there's something that goes beyond this. Um, I really think that this is an attempt to destroy Bible-believing Protestant countries by deluding them with people with, dif- with a different worldview. That, uh, that's just what I, it's what I see happening, and I think we can also relate some of this to what's going on in Israel and in Ukraine. Uh, they don't like us. We are a hindrance to globalism, and they have to get rid of us. Yeah, that, I, I can see that. Um, look, uh, commie countries don't like it when you have any deity. Right. Whether it's, uh, you know, Christianity, Judaism or any belief system, really, because um, they want you to worship the state, basically. And look how far many folks around the world have gone to, for lack of a better term, basically worshiping the planet. I mean, you think about it. It's hard to get people to sacrifice in what we call the lentil period to give up uh, something. You know, that's not good for us or whatever. You, you can't get people to sacrifice in that way. But they'll, they'll buy an electric car. Uh, they will, uh, you know, tell people not to use air conditioning. I mean, th- they will really sacrifice. So tell me what they're really worshiping. They're worshiping the planet. They're wor- worshiping the earth. I don't think you have to get too biblical to, to see that that's not a good thing. All right, Davis Gainesville Chevrolet Skylines, one more. Duda, man, you're on the air. Yeah, you were mentioned about Obamacare wouldn't pass. The one deciding vote that that made it law was John McCain because he hated Trump so much. That was the deciding vote. Thank you. Well, I mean, it's like a football game. You know, one play, you could say it came down to one play, or, you know, there was way more support for that bill than there should have been. But, yeah, McCain, I think people were counting on. And, um, well, he did his thing, and here we are. And all the promises made, you can keep your doctor and your insurance if you like them. Don't worry, Obama said a million times. And it's going to reduce health care costs for the average family of four by $2,500, when, in fact, it actually went up. $2,500, so that's a $5,000 swing. Thanks, Obama. Then you add that to Biden inflation. We're going backwards. We're going backwards. 947 on the Bob Rose Show. Greg Cassidy is here. Hey, you know what we need? We need things that make you smile. We need upbeat, positive thoughts, non-political. As tough as things look and bleak as they look, there's still plenty of blessings to be thankful for. Call in 877-975-9825. Things that make you smile. Brought to you by Robin Larson Dental is next on 97.3 The Sky. Mark Levin. Our 
border is wide open because Biden wants to change the country. Six weeknights. Well, how do you fix that? Make it less white, less Christian. On 97.3, the sky. Tell me. some smiles it's been a kind of a rough day it's hard to pull some positivity out of all the things i shared with you today but now is the chance where we could take a step back and well smell the roses if you want well let's just look at the world through rose colored glasses and stick with that for now like bob rose colored glasses <laughs> there you go all right folks it is time for you to call in and let us know what's making you smile upbeat positive non-political thoughts i know you can do it and it's brought to you by the best dentist in the whole world robin larson dental 877-975-9825 good morning mark what's making you smile hey good morning greg and bob at long running last um Florida has finally captured Sean Hannity. He's our neighbor and resident. So he has escaped the People's Republic of New York. He's a resident. I don't exactly know where. I didn't follow it, but we need to get him over to uh, Lawful Defense and uh, shoot GTR since he's such a firearms enthusiast. Thanks, guys. Yeah, because he has so much time. My goodness. That guy. Between radio and TV and uh, just whatever. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, I got a problem with him. He didn't make me smile. He's taking the job of like five people. Oh, yeah. You, you do TV or radio. Let someone else have that other gig. Laura Pick, Ingram. Yeah, she picked one. She, yeah. She did. Hannity. Yeah. Rich guy hoarding all the money. What Bob said. <laughs> no, just kidding. Um, no, he he knows where life is good. It's right here in the Sunshine State. You yep. better believe it. That makes me smile. And along with the sunshine comes the opportunity to golf 365 days a year. It's a beautiful thing, especially when you're doing it for a wonderful cause. That's why I'm proud to announce the 26th annual Bob Rose Golf Scramble is open now. And... Uh, until everything is full and we sell it out every year, uh, you're invited to join in. And you could uh, sponsor, play in it, any and all of the above. And it is going to be Friday, April the 5th. That's Friday, April the 5th at Hawkstone Country Club, an impeccable course that they keep in just incredible shape. So um, I'm looking forward to seeing everybody out there. The support in the community for this event continues on year after year because... They continue to do great work at the ARC, helping people with developmental disabilities live to their human potential. It's fantastic what they do. It's called ARC, A-R-C. So if you just go to arcalachua.org, all the information will be available. Good morning, Kay. What's making you smile? Oh, Florida is making me smile, Bob. You know, when I first came down here about 25, 26 years ago, I, I drove in and there were fruit fruit hanging off the trees i mean i said oh i have to live here oh it is wonderful the trees were all so beautiful and green and there was fruit hanging and people were so nice i've been living up there near dc it was cold and norway's in one and i like it a whole lot better i love florida and god bless you and god bless america and god bless florida thank you bob all right god bless you Kay, and thank you steve what's making you smile you know, in the last year, I've lost better than 60 pounds, and it's been through a regimented diet and a lot of exercise and working my butt off. And you know what really makes me smile? is 92% chocolate dipped in some good peanut butter. Cacao! Cacao! You makes you smile. <laughs> 
Good stuff. All right, folks, coming up next, The Smoking Gun, brought to you by Lawful Defense and Shoot GTR. Trump. We're going to make this country so successful again, I'm not going to have time for retribution. Haley. I'm not going to pull out because somebody wants to be coronated. Sleepy Joe. I'm proud you have my back. Let me just say I'm honored to have your back. The Sky is the station for election 2024. The most unbelievable election cycles. The latest breaking news. It is time for us to unite. This is a critical moment. Clean up a broken border. Scare the hell out of the terrorists. Your 2024 election headquarters. News Talk 97.3. The Sky. Time now for the Smoking Gun, brought to you by Lawful Defense and Shoot GTR. Southern California experiencing heavy rains. Meteorologists calling the storms an atmospheric river. Neighbor helping neighbor, though, as actor and 80s television icon Mr. T jumped into action. Yep. And he says, instead of pity the fool, he says, always be prepared, fool. And he was actually getting sandbags for himself. And his neighbors, Mr. T. You gotta love that. Yeah. Be prepared, fool. Mr. T. So, being a good neighbor and bringing them sandbags, that indeed is your smoking gun. The smoking gun brought to you by Lawful Defense and Shoot GTR. On behalf of Greg Cassidy, I'm Bob Rose. God bless you and your family. Have a great, safe day. See ya.